Welcome to Water, Sunshine, and Shit, the weekly podcast of inner growth and empowerment. Listen in as Janet and I get real about self-accountability and self-awareness. We are here to help you adjust your dialogue and adapt your mindset so that you may change your life. Hello, Blossoms. We are so thankful that you joined us on our podcast episode two and as you guys know it is coming out a little bit late it should have been out last week I had a little bit of a medical issue that I had to take care of I was actually in the hospital for five days my daughter would not bring me my laptop because I wanted to do work while I was there but I needed to rest so I appreciate you guys support and patience and waiting for this and it's going to be spectacular it's funny because when Natasha and I had discussed prior to my medical scare, what we were going to do for this episode, we had chose to do a wellness assessment. The wellness assessment is one that I developed uh, for my business a few years ago. Uh, I thought it would be fun for Natasha and I to take this assessment ourselves and kind of be open and honest with you guys about some of the areas that we struggle with in our life. Uh, that's what the assessment is set up for. It identifies key areas in your life that you may need to pay a little bit of attention to. Uh, Natasha, you told me you did yours with a friend and you were very excited about it. So you want to tell me what you tell me what you think? Okay, well, first of all, I am so thankful that you made it out of that scary health issue safely, that you could be here to share your story with me and with everybody else to create more humbleness to our lives. We're very small in this universe and to recognize our challenges and lesser strengths and to work on them with little practices every day, it's hard to do. And I admire you for that. And I look up to you and I appreciate you. And I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you very much. That actually means a lot. Thank you. I love you, Janet. I love you too. Okay. And Janet came up with this amazing assessment I love it so much. It's our wellness assessment. And we will put a link on the Facebook page, correct? Yes, yes we okay. will. Yes. So it will be accessible. If you're close to me, I would be more than happy to print you out one. And I will do it again with you. I don't care. You can do this as many times as you want. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Let's get started. So I'm going to rate each statement for each category with a one through five. One being never, two being rarely, three being occasionally, four being frequently, and five being always. Now I'm not gonna go through and exactly say what I've put for each one, but I am going to break down each category. So the first category is life balance and satisfaction. Janet, how, how would you describe life balance and satisfaction when you read the statements? Life balance and satisfaction, that you always have something that needs to be done or is unfinished. So to me, that's what having that life balance satisfaction means, that everything in your life that you're having to put energy to, one area is not more draining than another at the present time. 
on this assessment, it's a total of 105 points if you, you know, score all five. So I will tell you, I got a 50, 53% on this. <laughs> I got 56 out of 105. I got an 88 out of 105. I feel really confident. I feel joy and gratitude. I appreciate who I am. I'm coping well in life. I use daily positive self-talk and affirmations, which if you know me at all, you know, that's what I do. I manage my time and meet my personal goals. I take short breaks for play, laughter, and humor each day. And I take on no more than I can manage. And I feel like that was probably the most important one. And I'll be honest, I put a three on that occasionally. Sometimes we get out of whack and we lose that balance. And when you fill out this assessment, it's easy for you to see like where you could better your lesser strengths with little practices. I, don't, I, I feel like I'm going to take this like quarterly <laughs> every three months just to see how my progress is. So when I did my math, I got like an 83% for the life balance and satisfaction. So I've got like a B level life balance and I can be happy with that and be confident because also you question yourself am I lying about this do I really feel this way I I don't think too much of it if I just think right about the present and that's how I feel it is right now then that's how I'm going to mark it down I'm glad that you shared all your top strengths in that because it is eye-opening because it is so precise. So it makes you think of areas <clears throat> that you wouldn't normally think of. My lowest area is something I talked about in our last episode was getting the six to eight hours of uninterrupted sleep each night. I have an autoimmune inflammatory disorder and it kicked its ugly head into full gear two weeks ago uh, on my way to work. I pretty much collapsed at a gas station my body was so inflamed inside that it was about to actually burst, which is kind of crazy to think about. But lack of sleep is one of the triggers for the condition that I have. My top score actually turned out to be, I give time and resources to people and causes that I admire. And that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. Let's talk about relationships. I, uh, this one was out of 60 points if you did all fives. I got a 52 out of 60, which would be, I guess, an 86% here, another B. Relationships a lot more deeper than just husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm considering these relationships to be between me and my clients, my gym partners, the male lady at the post office. I actually... This section, I scored a 56%, which is eye-opening as well, but I kind of knew already uh, my struggles with relationships. And like you said, it's not just about your significant other or your children. It goes with people that you work with, people that you work out with, people that you interact with every day. We have a relationship with everyone. I am going to take that and turn it into, it is a relationship I have with myself. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
even like we first like oh relationships that's that's who we spend every single day of our life with the person we're married to the person we choose to be our human and now I'm just like after you said that uh myself like what is my relationship with me and that Uh, is the most important one the relationship that we have with ourselves because that's going to affect the relationship you have with the world around you exactly exactly how you treat yourself is how you're going to treat other people. How you perceive yourself is going to be how you react to other people as well. And that's, that's something key to learn. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard to acknowledge that you may have a reaction that's not healthy, but it's just so part of who you are that it's, it, it became your norm and it doesn't have to be. Right. So it could, you could take care of this to maintain healthy relationships So my number two was I have taken actions to ensure that my end of life care is, uh, I would want it to be. So my living will and power of attorney, and, uh, I'll be perfectly honest. I had to put it too, because I'm just now stepping into getting life insurance, you know, mid thirties. I, I could have probably maybe already should have done these things. However, I'm choosing to do it now. And these are intimidating things. (laughs) a relationship with myself to know what's going to happen, you know, after my time has done ticked. (laughs) But on the five side, I create and participate in satisfying relationships. So anything that makes me feel comfortable and happy, I'm all about it. I clearly express my needs and desires. There's no need to question what I'm about because it's written all over me. I can talk about my feelings related to death and other losses with friends and or family, which then goes to, I'm okay with speaking about my addiction in my relationships with people. I don't fear it. It doesn't control me. I control it, you know, as long as I stay on top of my daily practices, I can have a really great relationship with myself to then create even better and even maybe stronger relationships with other people. Like I can feel more strong with me as me, but if I can attract other stronger people like me, I I feel like I could, I'm like a freaking Avenger. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I am. My two highest in that category was that I have people in my life that I can trust and go to for support and guidance. And I feel comfortable sharing my feelings and thoughts and ideas uh, without needing approval from others. And, you know, that is something that did not used to be, but I worked on that. (laughs) I'm pretty comfortable with expressing myself now, not worrying about others' opinions of it. My lowest taking action to make sure that my end of life care is taken care of. I have expressed my wishes to like my children, but I've never put anything down on paper you know, that's hard for a lot of us because that's admitting that we're not immortal, you know, that we won't live forever. And some people, you know, feel that if they discuss it or plan for it, that 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 hastens it. But it is one of those things that's really important when you are in a situation of a medical emergency to not put that burden on your loved ones to make decisions that they either may not be comfortable or capable of. Um, But at that time, that is not their priority. It's good to have that down so that 
it's just not a worry or stress for anybody in your life. Moving on to spiritual. Janet, I am not going to lie. I put a five for everything. <laughs> I did 45 out of 45. Hundred percent. I put fives all day long. Spiritual. I I'm just so in love with my spiritual self. I'm I feel joyfulness and gratitude. I make time to reflect and practice um, affirmations and prayer meditation. I have a community that will be there for me in times of need. I feel that my life has meaning and value and purpose. Like always, this would have been much different two years ago you know, even five years ago. So I feel confident with all of my fives because I have been personally working on my spirituality every day for like probably six, seven years. And I feel all these wonderful things all the time, all the time. Even in the challenging moments, I still feel joyfulness and gratitude and I have experiences of feeling awe and wonder. So I explained the awe and wonder, like I'm thinking about putting little bird feeders outside of my bedroom window near my wood line, because I would like to be in awe and wonder at the birds in the morning in the springtime. That's what I consider awe and wondering. I always feel like such a kid because that's one of my big things too. Uh, one of my strengths I took a strength assessment test and one of my top strengths was I see the beauty in everything and, and I do I see beauty and wonder and awe and just everything I'm I'm that person when we're going down the road like oh my god look at that something in nature isn't that so cool or that's amazing to me and you know how can you just live in this world and not be amazed by everything around you one of my favorite things during the pandemic if we can choose a favorite thing is to see people's creativeness when they started posting videos online of things that they were doing to keep themselves sane. And I would cry out of joy. I actually high, scored very high in this category as well. Not all fives, but I got a 73%. My areas I lack and I know is my daily routine of setting aside time that I want to do little, you know, practices or rituals. I'm still working on incorporating more of that into my daily routine, but that is something that I know and I am working on. So yeah, that category I kind of figured for both of us would be pretty top notch. Absolutely. And you are a very enlightening spiritual person. Like I, I feel a lot of these things because you help me with that. Moving on to the next category is mental. I gave myself a 47 out of 60, which would be a 78%. My lowest score was a two and it's, I can let go of unwanted thoughts. It's a two. <laughs> uh, sometimes I think even a two is a little too much. They can be consuming and that's why I can't wait till we get into shadow work and because uh, I we're gonna have some really great journal prompting because I'm just gonna tell you shadow work and writing it down is going to be the way to get through it. I struggle with that, which is why it's a two. I scored the exact same thing that you did. I got 47 out of 60, which is 78%. My two lowest, I asked for help and assistance when needed. I'm very bad for that. And that is a self-sabotaging trait to have is being too independent. Not That was a five for me. 
And my other one was the getting rid of unwanted thoughts as well. That was my next lowest. And uh, yes, you are completely correct. Shadow work helps take care of that. The other low one I had was I can accept circumstances and events that are beyond my control. This is where I have to pause and breathe and get myself to the mental place where everything that's just happening right now is all that matters. Get myself to my five senses, which is another thing I want to put on the Facebook page, how to put yourself in a good, safe mental place just by using your five senses, touching, feeling, or touch, taste, scent, smell, and sight. <laughs> in case I forgot, I guess. <laughs> so, and putting yourself back in that place. So when something happens to me and it's out of my control and all that, I need to put myself in that place so I can maintain good mental health. I cannot be out of whack freaking out about everything that goes out off of my railroad tracks of my thoughts. I have to be okay for it to be ridden like a wave and not so much like a train. And then for my higher ones, like asking for help and assistance, like I'm always asking for help, like, oh my gosh, can you please help me? Somebody help me. And then my other number five, I only had two number fives. I am open and receptive to new ideas and experiences. I am down to try something new all the time. As long as I know that I can energetically and mentally benefit from it. And I agree. That was actually my number five as well. Open and receptive to new ideas and experiences. I have always been that person that will try anything once. If I like it, I'm darn sure going to do it again. But I won't let fear stop me from experiencing something. So that was also my number five. My lowest score on this was, like I said, the help assistance when needed. I'm really bad about that. My other one, I use my imagination in considering new choices or possibilities. Uh, one that's not actually on here that just when you were talking brought something to my mind when you were talking about your struggle with accepting circumstances and events that are beyond your control. One of the things that I used to do and I occasionally find myself doing, but I'm learning how to change is I future trip. When I have am presented with a situation, my mind goes to every possibility outcome that can exist on whatever I do. And it drives me nuts. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be, depending on what you do here. Future tripping about it does nothing but stress you out. You know, you're creating possibilities that don't exist. So why even go there? And we do, I think a lot of us do that without realizing, girl, we need to stop that. <laughs> but I think that should be on here as well. I just, you talking about that made me think of that. So thank you. Well, thank you. Cause I, uh, I'm going to be more mindful of future tripping myself. Unless it's like, yes, girl, you can do it. Go do it. Right. Unless that's that's cheering yourself back. one's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None of that. Oh, well, maybe I can't. No, I can't do that. You know? Next, emotional category. Um, I did a 54 out of 60, so that's a 90%. I, with my spirituality, I've been working on my emotional state and trying to be more aware of my intentions and how I feel about things. Some of my low ones was a three. I express my feelings in appropriate ways. Like I cuss a lot. <laughs> to some people that's not appropriate to me. I don't care.
expressing in appropriate ways. I don't want to always just be like, wow, in your face, because I'm so high energy and just so excited to be just alive. You know, I'm so excited. So I could be a lot to handle. So I need to learn to express my feelings in appropriate ways. But my high ones, a uh, couple, I recognize my own feelings and emotions. I will always take responsibility for my feelings and emotions because they are mine and they belong to nobody else. Um, and let me just do another one. I enjoy new challenges and experiences, but I, I kind of already said that one with the mental. And number five, I can learn from my mistakes. I can learn from my mistakes. And sometimes my mistakes are just challenges that lead me on a different path. So it's not necessarily even a failure or a mistake. Exactly. I scored a 75% on this, pretty much the same as you. My lowest were being compassionate with myself and for me seeking guidance when necessary. But I also, I just, I love how you just described recognizing your own feelings and emotions, self-accountability. That's what, you know, part of why we're doing this podcast. And that is part of self-accountability is taking responsibility and owning your, your reactions, your feelings, your emotions, because they are yours. They are nobody but yours. And you have complete control over them. They may trick you sometimes into thinking that you don't, and they will take over if you let them, but you do have complete control. My favorite one is that I have grown out of. You made me do that. I have completely grown out of, you made me do that. No, I made me do that because I chose with intent to make that decision. Nobody made me nothing. You know, that was a hard one for me to learn. However, I feel so much better now that I know that nobody's responsible for me. So only I'm, I'm in charge of me. Like y'all can act the way you want, do the things you want. This is my special emotional bubble that I must protect with my boundaries, which are just me keeping me safe mentally and emotionally and possibly physically. Yeah. And that is something I actually removed from my vocabulary as well over the past several years of doing shadow work, uh, realizing that, first of all, why, why would I give somebody that power? Why am I going to give the power to somebody to make me do something? I'm nobody's puppet, you know, and that just pissed me off that not only was I trying to put the blame on someone else and avoiding self-accountability, but I was giving somebody the power over me like that. Oh, no, no, no. Uh uh. So, that keeping that in mind, that I was taking back my power, like I said, control of my emotional wellness um, to not allow anybody else's vibe to screw mine up. You know, you have that power and you need to take advantage of it, you know, but shadow work, it involves a lot of shadow work. Yes. Let's move on to the next one, which is physical and weight. Now there's only two in here and I scored a 10%, which means I put a one for both of them. We kind of want to let people know that the physical category 
I actually broke down into three subcategories, uh, weight, nutrition, and exercise, because each one had so many different things that could go with it that I thought maybe it would be easier for people to pinpoint a problem if I broke it down a little bit deeper. That's also a low one for me. I have definitely gained more than 11 pounds uh, in adulthood. I graduated high school. I weighed 98 pounds soaking wet. At my heaviest, even after my pregnancies, I gained an incredible amount of weight. And like many women, I am postmenopausal. So I struggle as well, hormone-wise, keeping an ideal weight. But I also struggle with food as my go-to when I'm bored or, or upset or whatever. So like you, that's my struggle with my weight. I'm aware of it. And it's something that I keep in the forefront of my mind and I, I work on, and I will continue to work on and being inspired by people like you. Uh, like you said, a support system can go a long way in fighting battles. Absolutely. When they say it takes a village, it really does because you know, that's basically your support team. So be mindful of your support team. Let's move on to the second physical category, physical and nutrition. I did a 68 out of 90. So that's a 75%. I'm still working on this. This is part of me getting my ideal weight is working on my nutrition. Uh, my low one was I eat mindfully. No, I don't. No, I do not. I am concentrating on doing other things while I'm eating. Sometimes I'm eating a protein bar while I'm driving. Uh, sometimes I'm doing nails and drinking a protein shake. Uh, I'm sitting in front of the TV and eating dinner. You know, that's a one for sure. Um, I could change those things. However, I, I have not yet convinced myself that it's important. So until I see the importance in the change, it'll probably still be a never which is going to take me to my other number one, which is I eat at least five servings of vegetables and fruits a day. I'm very not good at that, but I am trying a couple of my, my number fives. I have access to healthy food choices. So they are there for me. I acknowledge that. I see them. I look at them. I turn my head and walk the other way sometimes. However, I always know that they are available for me. The fruits and vegetables got me too. That was a number one for me. I am very bad about getting my fruits and veggies in every day. My second lowest one was chewing my food all the way. And I never quite realized how that can hurt you badly. Part of what I just went through, uh, as I said, an autoimmune inflammatory disorder was affecting. I had a sick gut. I had such a sick gut that the doctor told me they were afraid it was getting ready to burst. They wouldn't even do anything to it at first because it was so what's called friable, which meant it could have disintegrated at, at the, like a touch. And I'm very lucky that I didn't have a perforation and I could have died. And, and that's very humbling. And it came from a sick gut. And as we know, you know, your gut regulates so much in your body and nutrition is such a big part of what's going on in your gut and how you keep it healthy and chewing your food. I, I eat fast because I don't have much time to eat because I'm so busy or I'm at a place where I can't give myself the luxury. I have to be prepared for something to go wrong at a moment's notice. So 
when I eat, it's tend, I tend to eat fast and I don't chew my food all the way. Well, I never realized that that will sit in your gut. It doesn't, you know, your stomach doesn't finish breaking it down all the time. Sometimes it tries to pass through and it causes major problems. So that is something I had become more mindful of while I'm eating is to chew my food and eat slowly. I love the progress we're making with ourselves right now. Um, okay, let's go on to the third category for physical. It's physical exercise. I put 40 out of 40. I was going to say, you rock this category, girl. <laughs> you are uh, definitely an inspiration in this like category. Like I said, this would not be the same two years ago. This would not be five. There would be a lot of ones. Um, I'm just super happy to say that I love going to the gym. Sometimes I go twice twice a day. Sometimes I just go and stand around and be there and just stretch and all that, but I am getting physical activity. That's why I, I, as soon as I get my nutrition under control, I've got my physical activity. I'm just like, I feel like I will be mentally and emotionally unstoppable. Like I will be like as at my strongest ever. That's my goal to be at my strongest mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically exercise, <laughs> all of that. I want to be at my strongest in all of these categories. Um, even prior to that, because of the dream, but one of my things with you is I have been able to watch you grow with your, your physical exercise plan. Um, when I met you, you had a little more weight on you and I don't think you were working out at that time as avidly as you are now. So I've been able to, you know, watch your videos on your Facebook that you post, the raw material of you working out and the struggles that you've had. And you've been such an inspiration to me uh, watching you post your videos online of you at the gym or afterwards and your journey that you've experienced, the struggles, the, the celebrations. And if nobody, if, if you haven't seen it, you should go to Natasha's Facebook and watch her journey over the last couple of years. She has shared it and it's amazing. And you look fabulous and your whole, I, I, your whole energy it changes. And I've seen that with you and it's been very inspirational. I appreciate that so much. I'm super blushing right now. And I appreciate that. I really just, I, I, I feel like my, my calling for me, I just, if I can, you can, it's not, it's all on how you talk to yourself. What's your relationship with yourself? Where's your mental health? That's, that's all it is. And I'm not perfect. I have so many not awesome things about me, but I'm working on them. That's why I don't fear the not so good things. And I humbly take a compliment from Janet, whom I look up to. <laughs> awesome. Let's move into health responsibility. Okay. I had a couple of ones. I have like four ones in this. I know my blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, and glucose glucose levels. I do not know those things. I'm not sure what some of those things are. Another one is I am not addicted to substance or behavior. Um, I am addicted to a lot of things, which might be why I'm addicted to the gym and working out and getting better in my life and trying new things and keeping it pushing and hustling and working and you know I 
am an addict to whatever I choose to be addicted to. Okay. So perhaps maybe the addiction is real. However, you could do anything you wanted in front of me and that is not going to influence me to do what you're doing because you're in control of you and I'm in control of me and my own emotions and feelings and responses because I'm trying not to react to things now. I'm trying to respond to things. So <clears throat> that contributes to my health responsibility. Let's talk about a number five I have. Um, let's see. I practice good horal, uh, please delete that, Janet. I practice good oral hygiene, flossing, toothpicks, dental cleaning. I try and take very good care of my teeth. And I check my skin for changes in suspicious moles. I have a lot of tattoos. I like to go tanning. I like to sit at the beach. I'm always checking my body for any irregular, irregular things. And I feel that that's very important because it's your body and nobody's gonna know unless you know. And it's important to check those things for yourself. And even in going into I don't want to go into women things. It's important for us to check ourselves no matter what. This is generalized for men and women to check for any types of moles and things like that for melanoma, skin cancers. However, women, it's important for us to check ourselves in all ways as well. Don't forget that. I scored a 55% in this area. Um... I think my lowest was, it's just one of those, my choice, my battle with self-care. And that's what it comes down to. Let's see my lowest one. Um, I'm addicted to sugar when I, you know, I just give up cigarettes. So I was addicted to cigarettes. I am proud to say yes, that hospital stay. That is so amazing. Never smoke a cigarette again in your life. Never, you. never. And it is a hard struggle. It is a it is hard to quit for many reasons, but I'm very proud to say that I have, um, but I am addicted to sugar and sugar is such an addiction that is prevalent in our society. You know, and people, when they think of addictions, they don't think, oh, well, sugar, what do you mean? Sugar's an addiction. Oh yes, yes it is. And it's a bad one. So that is definitely one of my addictions. I'm also, I guess, get addicted to new experiences, like wanting to try new things that can be an addiction. And I think for me, it is. Absolutely. Addicted to living life. I love that. I did get an 81%. I didn't say that, but I got an 81 out of 100 on the health responsibility. Let's move on to environmental category. I got an 82 out of 90. So it's a 91%. This is the last category before we total them up. Um, let me see what was a low one. I use a water filter in my home. I do not have one of those. I should get one. Or I should at least, I mean, like, I don't drink our faucet water. However, like, I know our water has a lot of iron in it. And I probably shouldn't be just like putting that on my skin all the time. So I need to pay, be more mindful of my water health. Uh, let me see. At number two, I use environmentally friendly cleaning products in my home. 
I use bleach. <laughs> I use bleach a lot. I use bleach. Uh, a number five, I check my home for mold. It's so crazy. Um, I literally just said that it's time for me to clean the windowsills with bleach. <laughs> with bleach, right? Yeah, yeah. I do that too. I do check my home for mold because mold sickness is is very bad. Um, some people think they suffer from allergies when in, actually there's probably mold in your home somewhere and that's irritating you. Um, I scored well on this one as well. I'm very aware of my environment or try to and try to keep it as safe as possible. My bad thing is I love doing crafts. I love doing spray painting, etc. And I will get so excited and into a project, but I won't wear goggles or a mask or gloves. And here I am with paint all over me, knowing that it's absorbing into my skin and I'm absorbing all these chemicals that my liver is going to be like, what the hell, girl? <laughs> and um, so that is that is my lowest score on that. I, I don't protect myself from the chemicals that I'm using to clean or craft or anything. Like when you pour bleach, you know, that bleach is too corrosive <laughs> and you're breathing yeah. that in. <laughs> yeah. Um, my highest scores one was, um, and my, I have my daughter to thank for this. Actually, we have gone to more products that have organic ingredients, uh, using a lot of, you can make some killer cleaners with essential oil. Let me just tell in vinegar and it cleans, you know, I know we're, you know, I'm with you bleach. When you smell that bleach, you know, it's clean, <laughs> you know? but there are so many alternatives that you can use, uh, with essential oils, vinegars, baking soda, you know, things that, that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg, but are much more friendly, not only for yourself and your family, but for your, believe it or not, your toilet, your sink and everything. I mean, as your pipes to your house that, you know, everything, it just, I never, the environmental one really kind of got me looking around. Most people don't really think of their environment as being so toxic, even just the minor your personal skincare products. And this is your thing being, you know, the Mary Kay consultant, you're very knowledgeable in this area, but a lot of us will go to the store. I'll buy what, Oh, look, this smells good. I'm going to put it all over my body not even thinking what may be in it, I'm absorbing into my system. And it's, you know, it's, it's causing something to go on, you know, but I'm very bad for that too. So we definitely will have to talk skincare one time with you. So you can give us all some good pointers on what to put on and what not to put on. I would love that. Put me on a timer. <laughs> okay. I think that's great. We made it through all of the categories. Um, and now we're going to talk about areas for change. So it breaks down all of the categories and then each category has a column that you will use one through five again to rate. The first one is my readiness to change. So I'm going to rate each category with my readiness to change whatever I need to work on those lesser strengths. I, I pretty much was like, I'm ready to change anything now that I need to work on. However, my physical nutrition, I put a four, which is in like two weeks. Why would I put a four? I'm thinking about this now. I filled this out yesterday or the day before. Why would I put a four if I need to change it right now? What am I waiting for? Why would I procrastinate? Why would I, why would I put fives for everything else and a four for the thing that I need to change right now? Yeah. Why would yeah. I do that? 
because you need to identify what barriers exactly what barriers preventing you from choosing five instead of four self-discipline and just doing it the next column is the priority for making change so when are you ready and where is this as a priority well obviously my physical nutrition is not a priority if i'm gonna wait for two weeks it's not that big of a priority to me then i put a three for my priority, obviously. Everything else is a five. And I put, it's not really that much of a priority for my nutrition. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Natasha, daggone it. It is a priority to make that change. Here we go. The last column, confidence in my ability to do it. Bam, there it is. Two, not very well there's my confidence that explains why I'm not necessarily ready and it's not a priority to me I need to work on that I need to figure out what I need to do for me to get myself ready to make a confident change what do I got to do to do that probably gonna have to meditate about it Janet good Tell me about your areas because that's my areas. I'm good. Everything else, like mine is right there with you. Uh, there's things that my readiness and my priority are screwed up because they're areas that don't actually need my priority at the moment. My my all three of my physical categories scored the same. I scored 12s, they were my highest. My priority and readiness. I scored high in them, but my confidence were ones and twos for the same thing. I know it needs to be done. It's just slapped me in the face in a big way. <laughs> That's going to come in the form of a hospital bill here soon, but my confidence level on it is two. And same thing. Why? Why would that be a two? <laughs> Why are you self-sabotaging yourself? And I'm going to put a little plug in for our corporate sponsor, Jewel Health and Wellness, one of their services they provide is coaching services, personal one-on-one -on -one coaching services. They will take this assessment and they will work with you in that category and help you identify those barriers, help you put a plan of action into place that's attainable um, that you both come up with. And it's somebody objective that gives you accountability because you know, your family's going to let you slide because they love you or they don't want to live with you being all all the time. So we need someone outside of ourselves to hold us accountable and help us come up with outside of the box thinking to address some of these areas. That's sad. I mean, to me, that's sad that I can't be confident in myself that I can do this. And Natasha, we're going to hold each other accountable on this nutrition. I, and you're going to hold I'm me accountable on my exercise. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's do it. And I want our people out there to hold us accountable too. For example, um, on my group page one day, I was supposed to announce a winner for a prize and I forgot. And somebody was like, hey there girl, are you, is there a winner yet? And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for holding me accountable because I said I was gonna do something and I, I need to do it. So thank you for letting me know. However, there's always a nice way to say it too. You know, she was very polite and loving about it and I didn't feel um, sad or upset about not being held accountable. My nutrition, uh, I have uh, some friends that are really helping me with my nutrition. I'm texting them pictures of my app and what I'm eating and what else I can add. And they're helping me with my grocery list. 
So I'm, I'm searching in my support group for somebody who is knowledgeable in this category that I lack. I want their knowledge to spew onto me so I can grasp onto that. You know, like positive energy is addictive and it can be um, a magnet too. So I'm trying to be magnetized to somebody who can help me with my physical nutrition. And I'm glad Dual Health and Wellness can offer life coaching for people to help get through this assessment because you're seeing it on paper and you're putting in your life, how you feel and think and do things in on paper in front of your face. So you're confident about it, you're not confident about it. And the fact that you guys offer help to those that don't have it readily available in their home or in their community or where to find it, now they know where to find it. You know, it could change your life. Your life, little practices, just changing the way you think, having guidance from a life coach to help you find where you're comfortable in life to be successful. You know, that's what I've learned from this assessment. Let me tell you, I've been sleeping on this. I've been sleeping on this assessment. And what? where do I go now, girl? I'm making a plan. And talking about nutrition, uh, one of the, that is one of the things that changes I've made since I come home from the hospital uh, with the help of my daughter and her boyfriend who live with me. Um, and I can't stress enough the importance of having your family support you in a nutritional journey. It's very difficult to have a bunch of snacks and unhealthy things in the house when you're trying to eat right. <laughs> Let's face it, it's not easy to resist if it's in your face. Um, so the first thing we did when I came home from the hospital is we cleared out our cupboards and we got rid of the unhealthy stuff. We redid our pantry with spices, did a pantry redo, basically got the ingredients to have on hand, the healthy spices or ingredients so that we don't have to use the high fat foods. We live near a grocery store, so we are able to do a daily trip if we need to, to get the fresh produce. We bought a vacuum sealer so that now we can vacuum seal fresh vegetables and put them in the freezer and they still are fresh when we take them out. Uh, we bought two, they actually, they had them waiting for me when I come home, two cookbooks, the anti-inflammatory diet cookbooks. They have been vigilant about every night. They love to cook, they're foodies. So to them, this is exciting. They have decided to make the changes with me. I can't tell you how much that has, you know, really helped me get started on my nutritional journey, having that support and having people who are a little bit more knowledgeable in certain areas, like you said, can go a long way and having that support. And it's amazing. So families come on, get on board. <laughs> Everybody just needs to help out. Yes. This has been amazing. I'm so glad that we did this podcast. I feel like we've been talking for a long time. Uh, I feel like we covered every category, what it means, our lesser strengths, our strengths. I, we basically put out there already what we need to do within ourselves to get to our new goals, acknowledging where we need more help, more support. Uh, you know, I'm here for you and I know you're here for me and I'm grateful for that. And I really want our blossoms to interact with us and like try this assessment out. It takes a couple minutes. Give yourself 10 minutes, put some music in your ears or whatever, and 
fill this out and do it for yourself because assess yourself. Where are you in your life right now? Are you happy? Are you satisfied? Are you doing well? Do you need help? Can somebody help you? Can we help you? You know, fig- let's, let's figure you out, figure yourself out. And I will post the, uh, after we're done with today's episode, I will get to our Facebook group and post the assessment in the file section for anyone that wants to take it and download it. I will also post a link to the Jewel website where if you want to do a free consult call with a coach to discuss your assessment, please, you know, uh, they do it via Zoom, phone call, text, whatever your method that you're most comfortable with. Um, But it is a really great tool, like you said, to see where you're at in your life, you know, and be truthful with yourself. Even if it feels uncomfortable, be truthful because that's being authentic and truthful with yourself is the only way you're going to heal and grow for sure. I've had so much fun. This has been so much fun. I'm not quite hundred percent back to myself, but I am getting there each day, um, taking time to, to, to self-care and, and nurse myself and not stress myself out, but I've missed you guys. I missed you friend. It's so you, great friend. talking to you and I'm so excited. I can't wait till next week. And yes, please let us know on our Facebook page. You know, if you want to share yeah. what areas, you know, you felt you needed to work on, or maybe some that surprised you that you were strong in share and let us know, you know, let's, let's can help we help hold you accountable. Can Absolutely. we help hold you accountable? We're here to work as a team, man. Nobody's better than anybody. We're all trying to fight the same fight. So if you need that little bit of extra push, we are your people to help you. Just put it on the Facebook page. I need a push. <laughs> all right, girl. I'll see you next time. Awesome. See you next time. Blossoms later on. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Please keep those voice messages coming. We encourage listener participation. Always, we give thanks to our corporate sponsor, Jewel Health and Wellness. Be sure to check them out. You can find the link in the description. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and join our Facebook group to stay up on the latest news in between episodes. Until next time, be kind to yourself and make sure to get your daily dose of water, sunshine, and shit.